welcome to the Nerd Party. Time and Space, a Doctor Who podcast. I'm Jessica Nunn. And I'm her husband and co-host, Philip Gilfus. Well, in a continuation of last week, where we talked to some new Who companions, thought we would fill the gaps of who we missed in sort of the new Who era, you know, not getting to the 13th Doctor's era. So we're going to be talking about Martha, Amy, and Bill. Yay! And for our Inside the TARDIS library, we're going to be talking about the TV movie Hotel, starring <laughs> some notable Doctor Who alum. So let's get into it. So, um, you know, uh, what do you, what, let's go into Martha Jones and her time with the 10th Doctor. Okay. Um, I like Martha. Right. I hear a but. Uh, well, not a but. I, I, I think on this list, she's... She tends to fall towards the bottom of my companions list. Mm -hmm. And I feel bad about that because I do really like her. And you should. It's just that everybody's great. Um, Almost. And so, yeah. No, I don't know who your almost is. Clara. Oh, okay. Uh, Because she's great and then she's not. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah. I, I feel like I don't give Martha Jones the kudos she deserves simply because she's in an amazing lineup. Yeah, I I mean, Martha tends to be in my top companion list. Mm-hmm. and I mean, it, it doesn't hurt that she's in really good episodes. I know friend of the show, uh, Char, is currently watching this series of Doctor Who. And I was telling her she was about to hit the sort of really good run of episodes because... After, I think, 42, which is sort of the back third of the series, which 42 is good. It's okay. You know, that's the Chris Chibnall, you know, Martha and her friend in the spaceship and all that stuff. Um, But then after that, you get family of the two-parter, Mr. Smith, you know, um, where he's the teacher at the private school. Oh, yeah. That is a really good one. pretty soon you're off. Then you get blank. And then you're getting ready for the three-part master, you know, timeline. So, uh, you know, it's good stuff. And Shakespeare. She's in the Shakespeare one. That's true. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I think she she does. And then she's in, um, I always forget, Gridlock. Gridlock, the traffic one with the cats. Oh, right, with the cats. Yes. Yeah. I think maybe for me she just wasn't there long enough. Mm-hmm. That's true. I think because, I mean, you know, you had Rose doing two series. Then Martha seemed like the first in and out, even though. Donna was also, but at least you got the taste of her before, and then after that, it felt like you had the second chance, Donna. You yes, know. yeah, and and I think again when thinking when comparing Martha to Donna, Donna's in so sadly that that sticks in my head, and she's got Bernard Cribbins. Yes, thank <laughs> you. Uh, so yeah, I just I think she needed more time. And she needed a better ending. That's that. Maybe that's where I'm feeling it. And I'm also a bit curious, you know, whenever we couldn't bring in uh, Richard to do all the companion goodbyes, because of course Freema 
leaves, or Martha leaves, at the end of the series. But she doesn't go away. And I'm not complaining. Mm. But, uh, you know, she comes back a little bit, um, you know, in the Tenth Doctor series. Um, not, I mean, of course, that was Journey's and everyone came back for that one. But then she came back to, well, she didn't come back. But she went to Torchwood for at least two episodes, if my memory serves. And I think I remember reading something, and of course I may be wrong, but that that she was being there was a possibility she might join Torchwood series. Um, I don't know if that was a, you know what happened with that. Yeah, um, and I don't know where she would have fit in that. Well, they kept c- killing people off. So. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, and, mm-hmm. and I think they may have had to have to keep it from getting too big mm-hmm. as far as you know your main characters. Um, but I think it would have been a really good fit for her. Being both Doctor and Warrior would have been really interesting to see more of. Mm-hmm. And just, I guess, because I, mean, I think we can talk about maybe her her evolution in that sense. But because I think in her first series, in her you know her solid series, I don't know that we necessarily get much, if any, character development. Yeah, I mean, you know, young medical student. Um, I mean, she's awesome. I think she's awesome. But I don't know necessarily that we'd go on a particular journey with her. Yeah. And I think that there was loads of room for that. Mm -hmm. But we don't really, until she's on her way off, even see the warrior build. That's right. Wandering the earth. Yeah. It's (laughs) like, it's, it's like, Martha... She she trained to be a doctor, but now she's just wandering around with Doctor Who. Oh, now she's a warrior. Yeah, and now she's gone. You know, the, mm-hmm. yeah. There's no there's no use of her backstory so much. I mean, they obviously use her family in places, but even that, like her family, doesn't hold much memory for me in the same way that say Yaz's family does. Right. I think you know, we had, and I can't remember names. Um, you have her mother mm-hmm. and her father who were divorced because they had the thing with, um, I, I think, I don't, I don't know, I'd have to watch it. Char was telling me when she was watching, I don't know if the, the episode's actually called Lazarus or Project Lazarus, um, which, you know, I don't know. I, I remember not, not being a bad one, but necessarily being a great one. That's with um, uh, our friend Mark Gaddis, his uh, mm. appearance and turns into a old man scorpion yeah, weird, bug or something yeah. weird. But anyway, you had her sister. Mm-hmm. <coughs> You had her sister. I want to say Tish. I don't know why I know that. And that was pretty much out it. And I think the only thing you had with the mother, of course, you had sort of the, I was going to say stereotypical. She's only the second companion of the New Who era. You know, the mother not liking the doctor. Well, not knowing who he was, of course, either. But, um, you know, she was ended up working with uh, the Saxon yeah. administration, whatever you call it. Um, and so, yeah. To... And it just, and, and I think it also doesn't help that she's, particularly with that storyline doesn't help that she's following up Jackie. Yeah, yes. You know, who who was such a rounded character and such a clear dynamic entity that you know, Martha's mom doesn't ever find that or is never given that. Um not to psychoanalyze Russell. He, what is he doesn't have any, what's his problem with dad characters? Yeah. Rose doesn't have a dad. Martha does. Well, she eventually does. But oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. That, that's a good correction. So maybe I'm I'm wrong because then Martha's dad. He's there, but the mom is clearly the one we're going to concentrate yeah. on. Donna doesn't have Donna a dad. Donna doesn't have. Well, she does. I mean, but he gets 
you know, off screen killed off. Yeah, yeah. These things happen. And so I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah. We usually concentrate on the mothers for these companions, yeah. which is fine. I'm not We only not see a, Amy's parents once because originally yes. they're dead. Well, they're timey wimey. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And they're anti timey wimey. Bill? We don't see Bill's dad, but we do see your mom. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, and that's, that was, of course, at that point, that was Moffat, but. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, interesting. We, now, I'll tell you, the, this is now we're getting into, uh, you know, whatever. Um, Rory's dad probably got the best yeah. spotlight of any dads. Now, I mean, you could argue Rose's dad, because he didn't get his own episode uh, twice, really. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, anyway. And Donna's father figure, of course. That's true, that's true. Yep. Gets the most play, yeah. but he's granddad, and that's yep. different. So, but anyway. Um, how did, what did you think about Martha's departure again without knowing what the real story was? But as far as the character departure, you know, um, I'm trying to remember, you know, I wandered the earth in the timeline that may or may not really have happened and, uh, told everybody everything. And I think I'm going to go have some me time now. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It, uh, I liked the idea of it. You know, it's, uh, an, and I'm probably taking this too far, an actual self-actualization choice, you know, knowing when it's time to say goodbye or just knowing when it's time to define yourself, you know. And I'm not even mad about that. And you know who should have gotten that ending is Clara. Okay, yeah. Okay, I can see that. Clara should have, I'm, I'm going to be a teacher now. I'm going to continue to help in your world because I'm working at... Whatever the school is, right? It'll come to Cole Hill School. Cole Hill. Yeah. Um. But I'm. But I'm. I've got a job as a teacher. I'm still fringe in your world. She could have I been, have a boyfriend. She could have been in class. I'm walking away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then she could have shown back up in class or whenever that was. Yeah. I don't, you know, timey wimey. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was that needed to be her departure. Mm-hmm. Da, um, Martha needed to go off fighting if Mm -hmm. that's the direction they were going to send her on and they clearly do because every time she shows back up she's a warrior so that should have been the choice i think she was working for she was working for unit i believe don't quote me but i believe she's working for unit when we first catch up with her again Mm. a doctor with unit um and then uh after that she uh went um mercenary that's not what they said but anyway um warrior yeah she went, whatever it was yeah, yeah. independent or whatever the col- yeah. colloquialism they use with her and mickey so yeah or sh- ricky yes that one's definitely no <laughs> no it's mickey anyway yeah or it needed to be a clear episode where she sees how much good she can do as a doctor and you know decides she's going to pursue that and what there's just no link to anything it just here it is thunk surprise this mm-hmm. is what martha's doing bye just doesn't work for me yeah all right well let's move on well i guess and then what did you think about her ultimate ending well i say ultimate ending she didn't die or anything but anyway you know the, the return and showing her and mickey and yeah it's all very aliens. dystopian yeah i yeah. mean I'm, I'm i'm glad for her and i feel like that's a, a real career choice now where's that spinoff yeah, there's that. Mm-hmm. But it is a little dystopian. Mm-hmm. But never mind. Yeah. What if what if they that that the couple there? I don't know the Joneses. I don't know what you would call them. But anyway, um, what if they joined Torchwood? I think that that would be good. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah, because since they killed everyone off, so and it would be a, it's Jack Wynn, uh, uh, 
Gwen's husband, whose name is escaping me for the moment, even though I've met him in real life. Um, and then the two of them. Please yeah. don't pick up that card you just <laughs> dropped. Kayo, and I know it's his real name. but Yeah, yeah that would be fun. Mm-hmm. That would be fun. Or a separate Torchwood spinoff. Mm-hmm. You know, like CSI. Torchwood. You know, Torchwood Wales. In C- uh, yes. oh, there you go. Torchwood London. Well, yeah. Now, well, theoretically, they never did go, because I heard this off the top of my head, so I'm probably wrong. Torchwood 1 was London. It was Canary Wharf. Mm. Torchwood 2 was, oh, I can't remember. Something. Was it Scotland? I can't remember. Torchwood 3, if I remember correctly, is what Cardiff, I think. I, people are yelling at me. And then Torchwood 4 was like the one that's like some guy and one, I don't know. But anyway, yeah, they could have they explored anyway. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. Amelia Pond. Mm. What do you think of the 11th Doctor's first companion? I think one of my favorites, mm-hmm. and again, part of that is you get to know her. She becomes part of your own family, almost. You know, she and Rory, um, and I like them together. I'm less crazy about her separately. I was going to say, when you say together, you meant with Rory. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like her opening story because it's just so bloody charming. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think that one of the benefits she has is that she comes in with the Doctor. And so the three of them, Amy, Rory, and the 11th Doctor, in my mind, are almost inextricably linked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think Amy is young and fun. Because like, in a way that Rose was supposed to be young, not that Rose is not young, you know. Because she's supposed to be even younger than we think, like something nineteen, ridiculous. Something, yeah. And I was like, no, she's clearly in her early twenties. But anyway, um, but Amy is, I assume, you know, early twenties, and, and then she plays that well about you know just fun, out to have fun with the doctor, flirty. But you know, it's the range of emotions that a companion should have. Uh, I mean, because she's not as in the beginning. She doesn't necessarily have a skill set. She's not like a Martha, mm. <laughs> um, you know, that has, you know, the medical skill set. Or a, Well, I would hope not, because they didn't use Martha's skill set, uh, so true. why bother giving Amy one? Um, so, you know, she can be scared. She doesn't have, you know, she's, I mean, she's no Perry, obviously, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, she's, she, she can be uh, the screamy girl mm. sometimes, but, uh, you know, healthy doses, I think. Yeah. Um, but you, she does develop. Now, of course, she's there longer than Martha is, mm-hmm. and as you say, they pair up with Rory pretty quickly. I mean, you know, fourth episode is off the top of my head, you know, Doctor's like, ah, oh, let's go get Rory. Um, and then that's pretty much they're together, I believe, so from then on. I mean, when he's not dying, of course. Mm, um, or waiting for a thousand years. Yeah, exactly. I mean, because, you know, obviously she's in my favorite episode, uh, Vincent, mm-hmm. Doctor and Vincent. And that's, of course, just Rory had to be gone so she could have her semi-flirty relationship with Van Gogh. But I think she develops in nothing like leaps and bounds necessarily, but she matures at the very least. Even if she doesn't, maybe if she doesn't develop, she matures. Yes. Um, because yeah. I think, and not just making her a mom, but like I'm thinking of the episode The Girl Who Waited, I believe is the name, where they leave her and then they don't or whatever. And she's basically, it's the older version of Amy. Mm-hmm. And anyway, um, I mean, I think that was an interesting episode. I'm not saying it's the best episode, but I'm saying it's an interesting episode to explore that character. Yeah. Um, and what she can do. And and I think the link, the, I mean, it's a very interesting exploring a relationship, Amy and Rory. Because, I mean, you know, it's not a rom-dramedy. I don't know. Yeah. Real, you know what I'm trying to say? Well, and I was but just thinking. But it's an interesting exploration of. And, and, and I think that that's one of the things that I like, because I don't know. 
potentially with the exception of Graham and um, not Graham. Ryan. <laughs> Sorry, took me a minute. Graham and Ryan. We don't like even when the TARDIS has multiple people in it. It's always three people and the Doctor. Whereas with Amy and Rory, it's Amy and the Doctor, Rory and the Doctor, Amy and Rory. And all of those relationships are explored in a way that I don't think we see with any other companions other than Ryan and Graham. And I wonder if that's just the chemistry between the three people. You know, Karen, Arthur, and Matt. Possibly. That, Possibly. That they all work well together. To separate, you know, you know, in but, any they also, but they still have to have those pairings. Right, right. And you don't see them, you know, when when uh, whichever doctor it is has Adric and the oh. Australian woman and the other one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, there are three people in there, but yeah. you don't explore. That's true. Mm-hmm. Any of those storylines of the relationships between those people. And there's ample opportunity because, you know, Adric's a kid. Mm -hmm. And so these two women can have all sorts of potential, you know, taking care of him and worrying about him. There's so much opportunity there that's not explored. Mm -hmm. And as I say, the only time we see it again is Graham and Ryan. What would you think of where they took Amy's character... I mean, again, with the, you know, getting married and then um, having a child and being kidnapped and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Some of that gets a little bit mucky. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I've always said, I like the silence idea. Mm-hmm. It's too dribby-drabby for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I, I, I don't like it being hinted at all the way through. And then it... it um, so things like the River Song storyline, I think the culmination of it is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Love that episode oh, where Angel they're all Manhattan together. Photo. No, where they're all together and they find out who River Song is. Oh, uh, Good Man Goes to War. Yes. Love that episode. The dribs and drabs of her seeing people out of the corner of her eye and is she pregnant or is she not. That I wasn't as crazy about. Yeah, yeah, the weird orphanage and all that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I because uh, obviously I like River, and then making her, you know, um, <laughs> uh, making her uh, Amy and Rory's daughter was fine. But I, I think it just always suffers from that thing of, hey, let's make the characters have a kid. Oh shoot, now we're stuck with a kid. Um, what do we do now? And yeah. so I think, well, you know, I guess we got to have a babysitter all every episode. Oh, you yeah, know. but I, I, I really liked the turnaround for it. Uh-huh. I just think maybe rather than it being a big drawn out thing, Cause it could like, have been done differently. It's like, oh, well, our kid disappeared. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to follow up on that? Yeah. Well, we, and, we said we did, but we tried. we totally eh. could have because there's that fantastic moment um, in one of the episodes where River comes to visit mm-hmm. Amy um, and they're out in the garden drinking wine and that's, uh, you know, there's clearly a chemistry there as well that could have been explored more mm-hmm. um, and maybe that's Alex's fault she wasn't available enough or something but um, 
yeah, I think that if you're gonna do it, don't be like, oh yeah, we had a kid. Never mind. Yeah, we try. Now, now she's older than we are and married to the doctor. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, they sort of go, baby, River Song, Melody Pond, wink. <laughs> and the then, end. And then, what'd you think of their departure? Because it was a their departure. One of my yeah. favorite. Mm-hmm. And it's so definitive. Um, which I'm not always a fan of because I always want them to reappear. <laughs> um, and, you know, I guess they still have that option some way, somehow. But Angels Take Manhattan, I think, is a great episode uh-huh. all the way through. I mean, River, and it's all brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. So, so probably one of the better companion departures. Yeah. I don't say best almost, but I don't know. I don't know, maybe. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm running through what them. Rose. I would say better than yeah. Rose's. Martha. Definitely better than Martha's. Better than Donna's. I can't talk about that one. <laughs> um, better then, than Clara's. Right. And then you just have Bill. I can't talk about that one. Right. And then we're with our current companions. Yeah. Well, uh, theoretically see the departure at the end of the year. I don't know if it's already been filmed. But. The best one I can talk about. Yeah. So there's yeah, that. All right. Well, moving on, we already mentioned her, Bill Potts, with the Twelfth Doctor in his final season. Yes. One of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Love Bill and Twelve. Yeah. Think they're great. Yeah, I, I think, you know, Twelve is not traditionally my favorite Doctor. I mean, Peter Capaldi's obviously great, I mean, in and of himself, but just the Twelfth Doctor era, not necessarily my favorite. But I think Bill adds a lot, and you're like, ah, you know, after, you know, and I'm not blaming it all on her, but after, you know, the two or however many seasons it was with Clara, you're kind of like, oh, oh we, we can do this? Why don't we do more of this? Yes. <laughs> um, yes. You know, so. Yeah. And that's, you know, I've always said, liked Clara with 11, hated Clara with 12, hated mm. Clara with 12, all of them. Um, so, yeah, it's difficult to know, do we love Bill Potts in her own right, or do we love her just because she's a breath of fresh air? But, uh, yeah. and I think it's both. Yeah, because I think, you know, not to compare contrast, but I, I think she has, she's her own character, but she's like Amy, young, knows a particular set of skills, but brings fun. Now, I think, um, for whatever reason, I think Bill brings more wonder, because I think the way she's introduced is that, you know, she works in the cafeteria. She's not a student, but she still goes to lectures, so she shows, I mean, that's what gets the doctor's interest in her, that she shows this thirst for, for knowledge or for something bigger, you know, which doesn't, wasn't necessarily Amy. Um and so I think that's that healthy kind of like, I, you know, I want to explore or, or, you know, I just want to be open to new things. And mm-hmm. that, that was sort of her sense of, not a sense of adventure, it may or may not be the right word. But anyway, but, you know, she's the one who would love to go on an alien planet or whatever, just like, oh, you know, Wicked, what's this about, you know? Yeah. And I think she's also, she's like even, a, even though we've seen Clara with 12, and so we've got the younger companion, first of all, Bill seems so much younger than Clara. Mm-hmm. Um, and also Clara was already established before 12 came in. Mm -hmm. So she's already got her own set of hardness. Um, whereas Bill and 12 is to me very much, if you were going to completely reboot the whole thing, what one and Susan would be. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't thought about that much. I don't know if it's called Clara Cynical, but she's obviously... Has eh, this is a lazy way to say it? But I'll just say it. she has that darkness about her, mm-hmm. um, like the doctor. You know who does not have a darkness, about but I think with Bill, I think up until her last appearance, she's pretty. You know, 
Mm. Like I said, open and front. Yeah. But I think, yeah, unfortunately she gets cured of that by getting killed. So Yeah. Ish. She's off to be a puddle girl. Yeah. Uh, I feel like that's almost like a... <laughs> it's almost like a fanfic ending. Like, in other words, like, the real ending is that she died and became a Cyberman, and that's the ending, and y'all just need to deal with it. That's the gritty world. And everyone's like, no, 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 we'll fix this. We'll fix this. Uh, she she, she really, uh, when she when she died, her, her spirit was released in Puddle Girl, and yeah, happiness. Well, but it's, like, okay. I mean, it's not necessarily a completely uncommon, not necessarily a completely uncommon idea. Um, because of course, let's be honest, the exact same, you know, not the exact same thing happens, but same thing, Clara is an incredibly ambiguous ending. Rose is an incredibly ambiguous, uh, even River Song has come back since she died. Right. And even not not counting the 12th Doctor appearance, because that more or less tracks, but it's Mm. the... Eleventh Doctor, mm-hmm. time of the Doctor, name of the Doctor, whatever it was. When she comes back as sort of a ghosty, maybe yeah. I don't know. Who like, knows? Yeah. yeah. And also, um, crap. Where was my head gone? Oh, Amy and Rory. Right. Is to a certain extent ambiguous. That's true. They're still floating around out there. Yeah. In nineteen or the early twentieth century. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it, her ending doesn't bother me in that sense necessarily mm-hmm. um in fact it's it's wildly similar to the way clara exits you know another friend and we go off on adventures together i feel like the uh endings because those are all moffat endings uh tend to be like uh i'll let big finish do something here yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, like, you know, a couple of years... I can't remember blanking on a real name for a second. Um, but anyway, for, you know, Bill Potts wants to come back and do Doctor Who. Pearl Mackey. Pearl, Pearl Mackey wants to come back, do some big finish eyes. You know, she's with her puddle girl, and we can do it. Absolutely. We can deal. do a whole new yeah. series. Jenna Coleman yeah. wants to do it. She's in the TARDIS with... I don't know if they can get... Yeah. What's her face? Arya Stark. Uh, yeah, so... um, uh, Maisie? Ma- that, yeah, nice. Know, can't believe I knew that. I mean, I'm, yeah. uh, but anyway, there can't you go. remember her last name. But mm-hmm. anyway... Uh, Williams, Maisie Williams. Mm-hmm. I'm there. I'm there, man. <laughs> um, and I also think Bill's season was good because of the other, you know, you've got Nardal, you've got Missy, who's amazing. And so there were, it wasn't just Bill and 12. There were other people to play off of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and would you think, I guess, uh, talking about, I mean, I don't know, if, well, what do you think? Did Bill develop much? I don't think she did. I mean, that's nothing against her. I just think it was a short time. But, of course, you know, I, I've talked about other characters, maybe, who did. Um, you know, we got her her identity, well, many things. Um, uh, blanking on the word multisectional, that's not the word. Anyway, um, but anyway, intersectional, that's what I'm trying to think, um, as far as identities go. But I'm talking more about, you know, her, her strong... Uh, pull with her you know dead mother who I, i'm trying to remember the timeline i guess she was she really young when her mom died or something because you know feel like, yeah, yeah. And, and then she i guess was adopted or something like that i can't remember the, the the woman she was with at the beginning of the show um and so uh yeah i mean that was sort of her defining character in as much as she had one yeah but she the thing about bill is she was relatively even though she was very young and full of wonder and all of those things she was also very secure in who she was right that's true um and so it wasn't like she needed those aspects 
of growth in her. Um, I feel like she learned a lot. Yeah, I think so. Um, and that's a journey of its own, I suppose. Because I think she definitely, you know, as many companions play, she definitely turned into the helping the doctor see things. Mm. Um, you know, I mean, and uh, I guess I'd, it'd be interesting to watch that series again because you know the doctor's in a well, you don't know where he is, but I mean, because you know from Clara's to him, Clara's death, um, how he's sort of in a he's sort an analogous to the eleventh Doctor mm-hmm. when Amy died. Um, maybe not that bad, but that's the analogy. Now we don't know that he secretly has Missy in a basement. Um, we, we learned that, you know, that's sort of retroactively added to that. Um, but knowing that watching that, you know, where's the doctor and that he chooses his companion. Cause I'm trying to, you know, I don't want to do every companion. They don't often choose them. And so this is mm. a rare, I choose you Pikachu, you know, <laughs> All right. well, final thoughts about our three lady companions. No, that was fun. Sure. Well, with that, let's go into the TARDIS library. When you close your eyes. I go to the library. Go to the library now. All right, we're going to be talking about a TV movie from all the way back in 2001 called Hotel! Exclamation mark. Yeah. Would you like to read the synopsis? I would. When the president's plane is forced to land in a small village, he has no choice but to stay at the nearby hotel terrorists take over the hotel and it's left to hotel staff and NYPD local police to save the day. Yes, this stars Paul McGann, Peter Capaldi, Bradley Walsh, and Keely Hawes as well as a host of others. Darling, what did you think this of Hotel? This was redonkulous. <laughs> I assume maybe it's the exclamation mark that gives me this impression. That this is related in some way to airplane? I, you know, I, I mean, I always, I, uh, I didn't, I didn't look up who made this. I assume yeah. it's completely different people, but obviously that's where the, yeah, motivation comes from. Yeah, it was nuts. It was very funny. I liked it. I mean, it's two thousand and one, but uh, I don't know why I mentioned two thousand. To me, it's not that long ago, but of course, it's long ago. Nineteen um, years yeah, know, ago. Right? Nineteen years and a coronavirus and, and growing. Um, uh, so yeah, it's pre nine eleven. Yeah, um, but I, th- I thought it was very funny. What'd you, what'd you think of seeing Paul McGann playing the lead role? He plays a very good straight man. Mm-hmm. Uh, it reminds me, you know, you brought up airplane. I watched a little YouTube documentary on um, uh, Leslie Nielsen. Nielsen. I was like, listen, anyway, um, you know, an airplane that was his. First, I believe, comedic appearance, but mm, one he of the was a dramatic actor, and, yeah. And that whole movie, which I haven't seen recently, though mm-hmm. I'm familiar with it, um, a lot of the actors they chose is because they're such straight character actors. You have, um, oh, from Unsolved Mysteries, Stack, oh, yeah. Robert Stack. You have uh, Peter Graves from Mission Impossible. You have, um, I can't remember the guy who's on the headphones. You know, Chain Smoke. Well, no, no, no. That's a different one. That's <laughs> Naked Gun. Um, oh, yeah. yeah um, one of the uh, bridges, isn't it? Lloyd Bridges is in that. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 So you have all these, you know, guys. Well, I mean, most tough guys. guys, guys that yeah, play cowboys, yeah, straight characters, and, yeah. and and they were hired because they just play it straight. Was I don't know if that's what they told them directly, but that's basically what they wanted them to do. Just because if you just play it straight and just this weird dialogue anyway. But yeah, that's Paul McGann's job. Yes. Now, yeah. someone who plays a little bit more loose is Peter Capaldi. He did, and, and I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if he should have played it tighter or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he is definitely 
the uh, not the villain of the piece, but the you know the sort of stereotypical uh, the guy and the girl, and then like the boyfriend that she's with now, and who's who's rich, yeah, and, a jerk, yeah. and probably is cheating on her or something, yeah, you know? yeah. This, this whole movie was so bizarre. I do feel like it started out completely slapstick mm-hmm. and stayed. It got less so. I mean, it obviously doesn't turn into a telenovela or right. anything, or you know, anything terribly dramatic. But Paul McGann's bit of the story does sort of stop being funny. Mm-hmm. Um, the stuff around him is, of course, the the NYPD. Yeah, that was weird. Um, that I, was so weird. Because it does turn into Die Hard, basically. A parody of Die Hard. Yeah. Because it has, um, I mean, you've, I, it's been a while since I've seen Die Hard. I don't know if you've seen it at all. Have yeah, I, yeah okay. of course I have. But anyway, um, you know, because... I watch it every Christmas. It's a Christmas <laughs> movie. Because he's in his undershirt, very Bruce willis Yeah. And then he's talking with the cop on the outside, like Carl Winslow. That's not his real name. Yeah. Um, the character's <laughs> name in Die Hard. Yeah. But anyway, so that's what kind of did the... I think they were like, I mean, on purpose, I assume. Um, that sort of lent that. So it starts off as sort of like airplane in a hotel, and then halfway through turns into Die Hard parody. Yeah. And so, but yeah, Paul McGinn, of course, I mean, he's, he's just... That voice is just... Yeah, like, I don't think you could do anything with that voice. I mean, that's yeah. why I like him on Big Finish. It's just, it's very heart, you know, heartful. Or I don't mellifluous. Yes, is what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. That's that's our vocabulary word of the day. There you go. He has a beautiful mellifluous voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I think can do anything because I think he's, you know, with the Eighth Doctor's reappearance in the fiftieth anniversary. There's he has some very funny lines, but it's still said in the same voice. Where's he? Where's he? Where's he from? Like. Because oh, all the brothers sound like that. I don't know. I don't because I've never heard any of the other brothers. Mm. Um, but anyway, but he he could say the same thing. It could be funny. It could be dramatic. It could be soulful. And he's really saying it the same way. It's, just it's all malicious context. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Peter, yeah, Peter gets the random uh, musical number. Yes. Yep. And Bradley Walsh plays the village idiot. Yes. What do you think of Mr. Bradley Walsh? <laughs> Who keeps tipping everybody? <laughs> no, no, you're. They're supposed to tip so you. Bizarre, so bizarre. And again, you know, he does it with a little bit of a smirk, mm-hmm. but it's still so straight. Yeah, and, and I don't because I don't. I mean, I know. I mean, you know more than about Bradley Walsh. Like, I don't know his his where he comes from as far as his history, his filmography, mm. his what it what. But I mean, he, obviously, he's of the three. He's the most slapsticky of them all. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't know that he necessarily takes a prep. He does because when he's doing the drinks, he's sort of throwing them all over the place without yeah. meaning to. Um, and then Keely Hall, she just is familiar. And then I looked up her filmography. I have no idea what I know her from. She just looks like a familiar actress. I'm sure she, I mean, she's been in a ton of stuff, but she was in Doctor Who as well. Um, she played Mrs. Delfox in. Or Delfo, I don't know if I pronounced that X, in Time Heist, which was actually with Peter Capaldi. So anyway, she played the bad guy there. So anyway. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, this is on YouTube, and that was, it was Yeah, good. go check it out. Yeah. It, it, I think it's worth seeing. It's mm-hmm. the most ridiculous thing. And the President of the United States played by Lee, Lee Majors. Majors. Yes. Bless, <laughs> who is was just mad that he didn't get to be included in the airplane stuff. So. <laughs> He's like, I'm tough guy too. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just as good as Lloyd Bridges. I was, I was five million dollar man, oh, which they do a reference, and I like it. Right. Well, until next week, enjoy the Doctor's many adventures throughout time, time and, and space. space.
This is BBC Television.